Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Okay, so question for you all. Have you tried Reiki yet? And if you haven't, why? <laughs> no, but for reals, it if you haven't done Reiki yet, I highly suggest that you give it a try. Um, for me, the one person that I've been going to that has made a monumental difference in my vibration and my connection with my higher self and my guides has been Heather at um, Breath of Like Reiki. And if you haven't done it, I suggest going to her because she is phenomenal. <laughs> so if you haven't tried it, Go to Breath of Life Reiki 1111 at gmail.com. Send her a little message and get this, you guys. If you mention Lorelei, she will give you 25% off. Dude, that is amazing. So if you've been interested in Reiki and you've never done before or maybe you haven't been doing it or whatever, you want to do it again contact Heather at breathoflifereiki1111 at gmail.com or you can go to her IG because that's where everybody is these days. Also breathoflifereiki1111 and on Facebook, same thing, breathoflifereiki. And if you mention Lorelei, L-O-R-E-L-E-I, she will give you 25% off. So now you have no excuse. Go get you some Reiki, y'all, and tell them I sent you and you'll get a little bit of percentage off. All right. I love you guys check it out i'm just gonna listen to the sound of my voice and then i'm gonna listen to the sound of your voice okie dokie so say some things mm, junie say some things i don't even know what to say <laughs> <laughs> there's some things sound check yeah S- sound check <laughs> yes please don't please don't deafen anybody but yeah, definitely i try not to but uh I was a theater kid, so... Oh, so this shouldn't be an issue at all. <laughs> yeah. See, that's how I know that I act like this. Is because <laughs> I'm like, I know the second I got on the stage or start recording, I'll be fine. But it's just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> the anticipation. Mm-hmm. You ready to do this? Hell yeah. Okay, let's, let's do, do it. it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I, of course, am your host, Lorelai, and thank you guys so much for being here yet again for another week of podcasting awesomeness. And today I have a very special guest who, funny enough, I met her at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. I did, and I remember the day because oh I complimented on you on your necklace. Yeah. I was like, ooh, what? What are you wearing? What is that? I love that. And then mm-hmm. the love affair. <laughs> no, but I think you gave me um, the, the the business card for where you got the jewelry from. Yeah. And then everything kind of circled back. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was actually Anna who was on your, your podcast, yes. like, what, a couple months ago? Yes. Like that? It was Gemology. It was yeah. the Gemology episode. Yes. Yeah. She's awesome. She's the one who, like, helped me get into all this stuff. So that she's is great. amazing. <laughs> yes. Very. And it's so funny because I feel like she's one of those people that has a very soft voice, but I feel like inwardly she's screaming a little bit 
just, yeah. A little bit. Probably. Because <laughs> she's a Scorpio. Because I kind of oh, yes. feel like that's how most Scorpios are. And gen- she was a theater kid. Yes. I went to college with her. So. It's like. I was like, I know you got that side of you. <laughs> yeah. It's in there. I hear you even though you're not saying much. Yeah. But I think the way it comes out is like when she speaks very like, very like boldly and passionately about things that's kind of where that side kind of comes out which is really interesting yeah I was so like you that. speak so quietly but you're so intense you're so <laughs> intense yes yeah so Junie tell me a little bit more first of all tell me where things started with you with the spiritual journey mm-hmm. and then I want to move into what got you into your jewelry business yeah so I grew up Catholic so I've always grown up super religious and everything and you know I'm 24 so early 20s like I'm just kind of like trying to figure out like where I fit into things like I realized that I was bisexual which is not usually kosher with your uh, typical Catholic stuff so I was kind of like okay let me figure things out now yeah (laughs) so I've just kind of been exploring and just like seeing what draws me in and it's kind of become this weird amalgamation where I'm like, I consider myself like Catholic, but kind of witchy about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Because I'm like, I definitely like have gotten into crystals, but kind of as a way to like connect with God and with the universe and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, I'm still on a learning journey right now, trying to figure out exactly what it is and where I'm at with spiritual spirituality. Yeah. But that's kind of the direction I've been heading. So it's definitely interesting to explore. I love that. Well, and that and that makes a whole lot of sense because this podcast is geared towards people who are trying to learn more mm-hmm. about their spiritual journey. And mm-hmm. so having somebody that's kind of on like the newish end, even though this yeah. isn't new for you, it's kind of newish. New. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's good to hear from a different perspective from yeah. somebody who's like, no man, this is like this is kind of new thing for me, but mm-hmm. I'm doing the thing that I feel is my purpose and where I'm supposed yeah. to be going. And I feel like that's what people really mm-hmm. are, are kind of wanting right now yeah. is to find that purpose and that drive. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting because like for me, like one of the reasons it was hard to kind of start figuring out the more like new age side of it is that like I felt like I had to be fully in there or fully Catholic. Mm. And so finding this weird middle ground has been definitely interesting yeah. <laughs> but I my boyfriend is he's a majoring in philosophy he's getting his master's right now mm-hmm. and he's always had an interest in like Buddhism and like different religions and stuff and so when I started dating him two years ago like we had started talking about that and that's kind of where I started giving myself permission to really get into things and actually explore my spirituality more because he was somebody who like I've been surrounded by like hardcore Catholic people my whole life and then I had somebody who also grew up Catholic and was kind of like okay well let's explore what actually speaks to us you Mm. know and you know figuring out the elements that bring us closer to God or the universe or whoever that we feel is you know the big guy up there yeah big lady girl or (laughs) or just a consciousness yeah exactly you know it's sort of just like that whole idea that there is Mm -hmm. there is something better Mm -hmm. you know looking out for us yeah in a sense you know what I mean like I've had so many serendipitous things that I'm like there's got to be something up there kind of taking charge and poking things in the right direction yeah (laughs) I was, that's one of the things with my boyfriend was actually like, I'm probably going to talk about him a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But when we first met, so he, I'm going to tell you his whole life story real quick. It's probably going to be like, <laughs> why are you talking about me? But it's fine. It's okay. He's part of your story. <laughs> exactly. And that's the important part. Yeah. So his, he was born his to his birth parents and then his parents got divorced and he ended up being raised by his grandparents. Mm. And then his dad ended up remarrying and having a daughter. And his dad is actually my dad's best friend. Whoa. <laughs> like, they started going to church together and, then like, ended up becoming buddies. And I did not know that Nick existed. Because oh, <laughs> wow. his dad doesn't talk about anything personal. And so I did not know he existed until we were at, like, some church party. And my mom met his grandma. And then she knew I wasn't going to go for it. And she tried to set me up with someone. So she told my little sibling, yeah. who then ended up telling me. And then I was like, okay. And then we <laughs> ended up talking on Instagram. And now we're here two years later. Oh, wow. But we found out that we've been in the same place at least five or six times and did not meet. 
Wow. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's funny because I literally have a Snapchat video from a church party about like probably four months before we met. And he's in the background of it. And I had no idea who he was. Oh, my God. So I was like, we were meant to be, you know, to finally meet at some point. But at the same time, it's like, you know, like after talking about, you know, all the stuff that we've experienced and everything, it's like, I think we weren't meant to meet until now, though. Yeah. Because I feel like we both have a lot of, like, life lessons to learn that are the reason that we really clicked. Mm -hmm. So it's stuff like that that I'm like, there's got to be something in control up there because, like... You don't just have this person that you've seen probably and didn't even process existed and then suddenly like yeah he's and then my person boom. and yeah. then it's like whoa okay that's amazing yeah and how how amazing that it's you know when you're relatively young too mm-hmm. you know because a lot of times people don't meet their person until they've gone through all the things yeah. and they've experienced <laughs> a tremendous amount of life oh yeah and then they genuinely meet their person mm-hmm. and after a shitload of trial and error <laughs> yeah but you know it's it's mm-hmm. it's nice that you have time to be together and mm-hmm. experience your relationship mm-hmm. in a very healthy spiritual background as opposed to you know putting limitations and you know unnecessary ceilings Mm -hmm. on on your relationship you guys have this this beautiful freedom about it yeah so that's that's really yeah that's really great Mm -hmm. oh i think it's also nice because like we're we have enough experience to know what we want out of a relationship you know like past relationships looking back at them we kind of like learn like okay so I don't want this. I want this in a relationship. But we're not, like, too experienced where we're, like, jaded about it. So it was, like, the perfect time for us. That's good. So. Didn't have too much scar tissue to have yeah, to deal with. That's just a good. little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So when you... So it was in meeting him that you had this spiritual awakening, or was it something different? I think it was always something that I've been drawn to. Like, I've been a writer for 15 years, like writing fiction and stuff just you know for funsies Mm. and I've always kind of been drawn to like symbolism and I have always been interested in psychology like Mm -hmm. I was um I briefly went to uh Arizona State when I was working for Starbucks Mm -hmm. and I was a forensic psychology major whoa (laughs) yeah I went from an associate's in acting to a bachelor's in forensic psychology but then I decided that online classes were not my forte oh dude (laughs) tell me about it it's the same with me too I Uh I don't have like the drive I'm just ADHD as well so (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like I will literally be like not paying any attention and then suddenly be like oh i had seven assignments due last week damn it (laughs) oh no sucks to suck yeah it's fine yeah especially if it's like online it's different when there's like a dedicated time and place you have to be exactly and they're talking about like the stuff that's due yeah that's why i was like all right i'm gonna wait on school until i can actually go in person because Online's not for me, clearly. It's not working. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at least you know that. You yeah. Know, you but can. I also needed that experience because I, like I said, I was an acting major. And so I wasn't really planning on going back to college mm-hmm. to get my bachelor's because I was just kind of like, you know, just chilling, doing whatever jobs. And then Starbucks would pay for it if I went to ASU since I didn't have my bachelor's yet. And so that's why I was like, you know, in the middle of a pandemic, I'm sitting at home and I was like, why not try and see what I can do? Yeah. And this was right around the time I started listening to true crime podcasts. And so I was sitting there talking to Nick and being like, I don't know what I should do. Like, what should I major in? Like, I was thinking maybe English, but then I was like, "Eh, I don't want to read a bunch of boring stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. My little sibling was an English major and they had to read uh, so much boring classics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then I was like listening to this podcast and I was like, oh yeah I love true crime Mm -hmm. and I love psychology that's one of the things that got me into acting was the psychology of getting into these characters headspaces and everything Mm -hmm. and that's always been something that I've been fascinated by so I was like wait I should just go in forensic psychology and now I'm like even if ASU didn't work out now I know my life path now Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah that experience didn't work out but I still got something very important from it so yes you did 
Mm-hmm. And at least you figured it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was just kind of like, you know, chilling. I was working at a Starbucks, working a couple different jobs most of the time. And I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then I just wound up going, oh, yeah, that's a thing I like. Why am I not doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's good, though. Yeah. Right? So what, what got you into, like, the crystal stuff? The crystal stuff was, I I always joke that I'm like, clearly I was meant to have a crystal collection because I had a rock collection when I was like six. Oh, nice. So yeah. <laughs> I just remember playing with just like a correct collection of random rocks I found in my backyard. So I was like, clearly it was meant to be. <laughs> right. But um, I don't know, like I've always just thought they were gorgeous and everything. And like one of the symbolism things that I was really interested in writing was colors, mm. like color symbolism and everything. Yeah. And then... Um, it was like all kind of like a slow burn, but one of the, like the significant things was a few years ago, I was taking a yoga class for PE when I was getting my associates. Nice. And I had this yoga teacher, Miss Biles, who was like the most zen, chill person on the planet. I adored her. And one time during the class, she was talking about, um, she was talking about like spirituality and everything. She, of course she had talked about like shockers and everything, but mm-hmm. then she said something about being Catholic. And I was like, Hold the phone. Yeah, that was the first time I was like, wait, that's allowed? You can <laughs> do both of those yeah, things? Yeah, and it was so cool. And she ended up telling us about this like meditation that she had listened to, which was basically connecting the seven sacraments to the seven chakras. Ooh. Like baptism was the root chakra, and it was like basically just like this kind of like meditation lecture thing, like connecting all of those. And that's when I was first like, oh, okay, so I can still practice both kinds of religions and kind of you know yeah figure out that middle ground and so that was kind of like the first time where I started like thinking of it yeah but I didn't really have anyone to explore it with until I met Nick a couple years ago and then I was like okay now I have a safe place to come back and be like huh look at all this stuff right Mm -hmm. yes and then the crystals first started actually getting them um my little sibling gave me a little tiger's eye one which i think was the one you saw when i was at starbucks i loved it and the other one was i was actually looking at anna's shop mama Mm -hmm. earth's gems and jewels Mm -hmm. and i was talking to her because i knew her a little bit because we'd gone to college together but she was closer with my little sibling but Mm -hmm. i was just kind of like okay let me go check out her shop and I was kind of messing around, like, looking at her necklaces and stuff, and she had a wire-wrapped Kembaba Jasper. Ooh. And I was just, like, so drawn to it, and it ended up, like, touching it, and I literally felt, like, my fingers, like, tingling. Oh, wow. I was like, okay, clearly I need this, because, yeah. like, whoa. And then I bought it, and I put it on. I literally got full-body shivers. Wow. And I was like, okay, there's something here, clearly. Yeah. And then... Yeah, she was super encouraging when I was kind of like, I want to kind of want to figure out how to do like wire wraps like that. That's so cool. And she was like, do it. Oh, yeah. She's a very supportive person who's always like, no, go for it. Like, because I like kind of said at one point, I was like, I don't want to be like your competition. I would feel bad. And she's like, we're not competition. We're just all doing it together. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so that's kind of like between that and Nick being, you know, super amazing, encouraging like he is, that's kind of where I started figuring out how to do wire wrappings. And then I was like, oh, wait, I really like this. Yeah. And I would just kind of like give them to my friends as gifts and stuff. And then one time Nick was like, you should sell these. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I should. <laughs> why, should why not? Yeah. I was like, that would be fun. Like, yeah. So I started it beginning of June. So it hasn't, it's been a couple months, not super long time, but already I'm just like, I'm, so, I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs> I'm That's just like, great. ooh, I'm in charge of things. <laughs> Nobody bosses me around. <laughs> but then you have like the burden of being an entrepreneur and, and a business owner and responsible. That. And that's where we're like, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Especially being like a Gemini. I'm I'm a Gemini moon. And it's mm-hmm. like, we get very distracted very oh, easily. Yes. And it's Gemini like, sun and I have ADHD. So. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. <laughs> There's a reason I told Nick, I was like, Ayo, you're my business manager now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> he was very briefly a business major until he like fell in love with philosophy. So. Well, philosophy is very interesting. I try to incorporate a lot of it into the (laughs) podcast as much as I can because I find it so Mm -hmm. fascinating, especially because, you know, 
a lot of times philosophy mm -hmm. is made into different types of religions too oh, yeah. you know especially if it's taken out of context mm -hmm. i mean especially if you think about like how the bible was created mm -hmm. it was created by the teachings of one man technically mm -hmm. i mean let's let's be that's new testament right the old yeah. testament <laughs> that's just like an amalgamation of all the yeah. old stories or mm -hmm. whatever but like the teachings of Christ and mm -hmm. establishing Christ consciousness, I feel like there's a generous amount of plagiarism in there from like <laughs> a lot of different, mm -hmm. you know, different philosophies mm -hmm. and different religions. You know, yeah. if you look at like a lot of the, um, a lot of the different Buddhist and Taoist mm -hmm. uh, religions, they're, mm -hmm. they're all kind of peppered into there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and it's little things like the number seven coming up a whole bunch. A whole like, bunch. That's the thing I actually considered, like, minoring in or something was, like, kind of like some type of, I guess it would fall under comparative religion. But, yeah. like, finding all the similarities. Because I was, like, those are the things that draw me the most. Because I was, like, if all these different, like, societies all thought of the same thing like completely separate clearly there's something there yeah you know yes i mean that that was one thing that i find a lot of mm -hmm. joy in and a lot of draw towards mm -hmm. is the similarities between cultures and religions and philosophies that have not only thousands of years of separation but like thousands of miles apart in addition mm -hmm. and it's yeah very very interesting to me oh, yeah. um you know like i i actually I, that my listeners are going to be like palm face palming because they're like can you please just stop talking about it but i i actually wrote a book about comparing comparing multiculturalism and oh like God. there's i compared the oh, why didn't you tell me this i, I would have read that in a heartbeat <laughs> you might like it oh my, i'm gonna go find it yeah it's, it's i like it i mean it's well. what i find interesting anyway i just hope you like it if you wrote about I it i know but. well i kind of became a monster it was like a it was a you know um what was it? A, 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 um, a project in school. Oh, it was, it was gosh, one of those things yeah. for my bachelor's degree. It uh -huh. was, okay, so you're going to write a letter home as a different culture and hmm. you have to pretend like what you have to like identify with the hardships of that culture mm -hmm. in the 1800s in yeah. America. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I identified with two because I thought, mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm going to get an A. I'm going to do like <laughs> two different cultures. But then I kind of like came up with this whole idea in my head and it was like, it just came out like a fast, just, it became out like a monster. It yep. was just like all this. <laughs> and what's crazy is that I didn't realize until much later. And the reason why I, I was so drawn to it and loved it so much was because it was a past life that I was seeing. Oh. So it became even more interesting. That is so cool. And it was like, and that kind of gave birth to what my purpose is in helping okay. people identify with their past lives and healing trauma mm -hmm. that they carry with them into mm -hmm. their present day lives. Oh, wow. So, like, it's, it is really interesting what mm -hmm. you find as you go along. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know? And for you, it's, you know, it's, you're just sort of at this beginning mm -hmm. place, but yeah. you're finding it mm -hmm. in a really meaningful way and wrapping jewelry and even being mm -hmm. sensitive enough mm -hmm. to feel the energy of the different crystals and mm -hmm. different things. I mean, I just love that you have your lapis and your, <laughs> and your malachite, malachite yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting on my desk at work. I came over and I was like, I'm gonna take these with me. Yes, <laughs> and they're an appropriate and pairing as I'm well. I'm wearing a uh, spirit quartz and rose, rose quartz, quartz right now. Those so. are good ones. <laughs> yeah, those are and really my good. Ring. Oh yes. Hanging out. Well, and on the right <laughs> hand too, mm -hmm. I have to say because a lot of people will put stones on their left or uh -huh. their non-dominant side, mm -hmm. and that's sort of like where you want the energy to be received mm -hmm. and stuff and maybe I don't know maybe it needs to be on that side yeah. and if I'm thinking about it but I've always told mm -hmm. that the non-dominant side you need to have like the amplification stones and yeah. the other side you have like the so it's like you're giving hand and you're receiving hand yes yeah. I think that actually makes sense that I'd be wearing hematite on my right hand because I've been told that I have uh, therapist vibes <laughs> like I apparently just have a really grounding presence so yeah. like I will meet someone and just immediately they'll be like telling me their life story so I think that kind of was well first of all I have my other ring on my other hand so I yeah. was like let me space them out but also I think 
you know, I just felt like I should be there because, like, that is something that I want to amplify as much as I can. I want to be a grounding presence for people. Yeah. And I know I can act like a cricket sometimes. <laughs> My ADHD brain bouncing <laughs> off the walls constantly. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like when it comes down to it, I will be right there to ground people and be like, okay, let's chill. It's going to be okay kind yes. of thing. Go ahead, Virgo Moon. (laughs) (laughs) You keep them all anchored to the ground in a very meaningful and loving way. Mm -hmm. That's very good. I got my sun all bouncing off the walls, going all over the place, and then I have my moon just, like, stable Keeping you on the freaking ground. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go too crazy. Cool. That was a good balance. (laughs) Yeah. Keeps keeps your vibration high, for sure. Mm -hmm. That Gemini sun, for sure. Yeah. It's so funny that our our signs are kind of inverse, even though (laughs) there's only one that's different. Yeah. My my Pisces sun Mm -hmm. to your Scorpio rising. Yeah. And I thought that that was really interesting that we all, we both have air, earth, and water. Mm -hmm. And then your Gemini sun, my Gemini Mm -hmm. moon, your Virgo moon, and my my Virgo rising. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I was like, wait, we have so much in common. (laughs) We're like spiritual twinsies. Spiritual twinsies. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Yes. So um, what are some pretty memorable pieces that you've made? Because I've looked at some of your stuff and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Well, no, seriously. Like Mm -hmm. if you haven't seen her stuff, you need, this is why she's here. You need to go and look at her jewelry. It's really phenomenal. Saint Nobody Crafts on Instagram. Saint Nobody. And I freaking love that. (laughs) Thank you. That actually, that that name came from a song called Saint Nobody by Jessie Reyes. Really? Yeah. That song really like speaks to me because she's like, you know what, like I've, been through all this stuff but I'm still gonna just work hard and just get somewhere right and so I was like that's me (laughs) and I feel like it's a very layered thing Mm -hmm. you know it speaks to your catholic upbringing Mm -hmm. with a saint but then Mm -hmm. there's also this this semblance of like anonymity and Mm -hmm. humility with it where you're like you know I I want to give everything that I have mm-hmm. to others, but I want to give it in a very meaningful and non like, what is the word I'm looking for? Like overly presumptuous way. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is the beauty that I can create mm-hmm. and I want you to have it. Yeah. Say, that's kind of my thing nobody. is I'm like, it's not about me. It's about bringing like all this like love and good energies to other people. Yes. I kind of like, that's why I like, you know, pepper my friends with just crystals as presents. Cause I'm like, <laughs> it's pretty. And also it has good energy. It also has really nice energy. You should wear this. I'll look at somebody and be like, yeah, they need this crystal. Yeah, you need this baby in your life. Yup. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So what are some really memorable pieces that you've created that um, that maybe you gave, either you kept or you gave to somebody mm-hmm. that you're like, this is the thing that I had in mind. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? I've actually been surprised that like, Because one of the first things I ever made with crystal wrapping was, like, a tree. Mm. And it was, like, a crystal base. And then it had, like, like, wires kind of wrapped around it, making the branches and the trunk of it. Wow. And I gave the first one I made to my boyfriend, of course. Of course, (laughs) naturally. Nick gets first sees. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Do I remember which stone it was that I gave him? I want to say it was a kind of calcite, because I adore calcite. Yeah. (laughs) Calcite's very powerful. It is. And it just feels nice. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very about, like sensory stuff so I'm like just that weird waxy feel to it is just like calms me right down <laughs> yeah I agree mm-hmm. yeah and so so it was a the tr- you made an entire tree yeah it was like you know still that six inches at most that's, maybe less <laughs> that's more than I ever created <laughs> fair enough oh my god that's so yeah impressive. so that was kind of the first one that I made and I just like looked at pictures online and was like I'm gonna make this because yeah. I've always been like into like crafting stuff like I started playing, like, just, like, artistic stuff in general. Like, I started playing piano when I was five. I've been mm. in choir since then, like, at my church and everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I've been singing for, like, almost 20 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we have a lot in common. I started playing <laughs> piano when I was six, mm-hmm. and I, I was in choir also in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm sure all of the high school people that are listening to this are like, ah, nerd. <laughs> I remember there's this one guy that literally I think he might be like a like a physical twin of me. (laughs) No, and the reason why is because he's literally the complete opposite. But we have like this very strange amount in common. Mm -hmm. Um, But like in high school growing up, I I knew that he could sing, Mm -hmm. and I was always like, dude, you should you should be in choir, you should sing. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. he was like one of those guys that was like. 
he did all the athletic stuff. Yeah. And he did all the, you know, he was still like a really cool guy. Like yeah. he's, he had loads of friends in all different areas. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I'm only friends with the jocks. Don't talk to me. <laughs> but it was just like, you know, I'm like, dude, you need to like sing. You need to do it. And he's like, ah. <laughs> and then like later on, now we're in our like mid to late thirties. And mm-hmm. he's like, he, he sings and plays his guitar. And I'm just like, you some bitch. <laughs> You hid that for what? Like, you should have listened to me I back know. then. Well, I mean, now he's a big freaking deal. So, like, oh you know, gosh. he can sing and he's he's got all these fans and stuff like that. So, <laughs> it's great. like, whatever. I was just, <laughs> whatever. 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 <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I think mm-hmm. that's so funny that there's so much, so many parallels <laughs> yeah. between us. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, I... I the same for me piano and singing for like upwards Mm -hmm. of 10 plus years yeah I definitely like I still play piano sometimes but I'm not very good at it because I'm just super uncoordinated but but, like I've been singing for 20 years and then like my grandma taught me how to knit when I was little because she used to like knit all our baby blankets and stuff when we were babies and then like I took like watercolor lessons when I was younger and like all just all these different artistic things and so I know like creating things is like one of my main drives yeah absolutely and using your hands Mm -hmm. and your you know the inner parts of yourself Mm -hmm. to create because you know with singing and music playing and acting Mm -hmm. that's utilizing a whole different part of your body Mm -hmm. I feel like that is more of an energetic creation Mm -hmm. and then like with actual creating art like painting Mm -hmm. sculpting you know, that sort of thing, it's like, or knitting, Mm -hmm. um, you know, utilizing your hands and your body Mm -hmm. to create is like, it's so funny. I feel like there's a different, like, energetic perspective with that, Mm -hmm. you know, because I kind of feel like when you, when you sing and act, Mm -hmm. that's more of like, I mean, granted, you're using your voice, yeah, but it's, it's more of like a, like a yin energetic creation Mm -hmm. and then the yang is like you're actually making the things with your body (laughs) utilizing your body to express this Mm -hmm. energy in a way that's really meaningful yeah it's definitely very different but like i think like it's like creating but in different ways Mm because like i've talked about well like with my friends and stuff that i'm like i definitely know that one of my main purposes is creating Mm -hmm. and bringing goodness into the world and everything yeah like, I'm always telling my boyfriend, I'm like, if you leave the world just a tiny bit better than you came into it, then your life had purpose, you yeah. know? Like, that kind of thing where I'm like, I just try and make, you know, be super nice and cheerful and, like, make everyone's day a little bit better because, like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, what do I gain by being a jerk? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this sort of vindictive mm-hmm personality with certain mm-hmm. people where they feel like it's they're justified in their actions mm-hmm. because they've had a, bu- a bad day so mm-hmm. everybody needs to know about it or yeah. whatever and it's sort of like <laughs> it's your choice yeah and, and it's always do. a defense mechanism it's kind of something that they're hiding behind yeah and that was something that I really learned a lot from acting was how to drop the defense mechanisms and let myself be vulnerable and be okay I had a bad day all right, so what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Instead of just being like, I had a bad day, so meh, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's definitely, like, the psychology side of it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Where it's just, like, I don't know, there's, like, it takes so much energy to hold up those walls and those defense mechanisms Mm -hmm. that, like, you don't have any despair to create nice things and give energy, like, good energy to other people. Right. And, you know, even in the the choice to, ha- like, lean into the bad day, mm-hmm. you know, and behave in a way that's unsavory and mm-hmm. creating, creating, you're still creating in that. Mm-hmm. And you're creating walls and thus creating resistance. And mm-hmm. then your energetic flow is shunted yeah. by the, that resistance that you're creating. Mm-hmm. So, and you choosing to be like, okay, that was a shitty circumstance, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to choose resistance today. I'm going to yeah. go ahead and choose flow and I'm going to be mm-hmm. okay with being open and loving and because this person doesn't deserve my that part of my day. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They deserve yeah. to continue to have a good day or to have a better day, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. not to have somebody else contribute to <laughs> Yeah. Especially you know. as somebody who's worked in customer service. I'm oh, always God. like, I'm never going to take this stuff out on another person because, especially at Starbucks, you get a lot of people who've just had a bad time and they're just like, I'm going to yell at you because you're there. And I'm like, 
Great. Okay. Okay. So great. <laughs> I just kind of go, okay. <laughs> Have a great day. Enjoy your latte. <laughs> Close the window. I'm just like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> I cannot deal with right now. Cool. That was a lot of a lot of what working at Starbucks was like, I will say. You meet some wonderful people and then you meet some people that you're just like please drive and just keep driving away from me. Yeah. Just go. Don't come back. <laughs> Don't <please>. come back. <laughs> go to a different one. Yeah. I'm like, there's one right down the street. Go to that one. Yes. Actually, what I wish for you is to, to have your coffee at home and manage your shit. And then you can come back when you're feeling better. Mm-hmm. Or just keep making your coffee at home because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you. Yes. Thanks. Bye. Dude, Starbucks <laughs> got so much more busy during pandemic. And I was like, oh, guys, yeah. remember how it's a stay at home order (laughs) and everyone's like but i want to be outside now (laughs) yeah good times good times (laughs) oh god i feel like i was guilty of that a few times i'm not gonna lie i i do think we all need to get out sometimes but the people who come in every single day no mask on at the height of covid i was like y'all gotta stop (laughs) oh lord in heaven also i'm like that that adds up, man. Yeah. I'll look at these people with their $7 coffees, and I'm like, what? why are you getting the $7 every single day? I know. <laughs> like, I'm sure that, I mean, maybe they're making more money being at home. There are people like that, but maybe at the same wish time. wish that were me. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> same. I wish I was making money at home all the time. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> the reason why that I still got to go into the hospital and nurse. <laughs> yeah. No, I work at an HOA management office now, so I get to deal with all the angry homeowners who call in because they broke the rules, but they're somehow mad at us for it. Oh, dear God. Oh. But what's so funny is because I just kind of go at everything with this, like, okay, super cheerful personality, like... I'll, like, tell one of the managers, like, oh, this person called me, and they're like, were they a jerk? And they were like, I'm like, well, they were nice to me. Are they a jerk normally? Oh, God. (laughs) But I think it's just because I always talk, like, so, like, nice and, like, just chill to them. They're kind of like, oh, oh, okay. I'm going to calm down now. (laughs) Yeah. Because sometimes it's nice when people try and, you know, match that vibration Mm -hmm. instead of try to bring you down to their vibration. Yeah. And it's like, oh. God. And I think having a strong personality, even if I am being very chill about it, does help because I feel like whether I intend to or not, my personality does tend to rub off on other people. Yeah. For better or for worse. (laughs) But when I'm just like, just stubbornly being like, I'm going to be cheerful, like people will just kind of like end up cracking under that and be like, okay, I guess I'll be nice. (laughs) I guess I'll be nice now. (laughs) It's so funny, especially people at Starbucks, they would come in just like totally bitching and all this stuff and I would just go, oh, I'm sorry you're having a bad day and just keep going and they'll be like, Okay. Okay. Oh, God damn it. Like, okay. all right, I guess I'll be nicer. <laughs> guess I'll be I have nicer to, to you. <laughs> so um, what kind of what kind of things do you do for yourself to bring yourself back to you? Bring yourself back to Junie? Like, do you, is there like a meditative practice that you do? Or is there like certain crystals that you use? Or what does that look like? Um, For me, it's really just like, Because, like, during the day and everything, I'm at work. I take my ADHD medication. By the time I get off work, it's usually, like, wearing off by then. Mm. So, like, when I by the time I get home, I'm just kind of like, okay, let's just relax and just do whatever I'm drawn to. And a lot of the times that's watching, like, forensic files while I'm making crystals, you know? (laughs) It's so funny. I was knitting a blanket for Nick, and I was like, yeah, I'm watching murder documentaries while I do this. Don't worry about it. (laughs) But it brings you joy. Exactly. So it's not like you're imbibing those those pieces exactly. with murder I'm like, like vibes. honestly, I'm probably imbibing <laughs> them with good vibes because I'm like, ooh, this is fascinating. This is so amazing. <laughs> In a yeah. terrible way. It's so fascinating. <laughs> but maybe it'll help people find exactly what they're looking for because exactly. you're, you know, imbuing it with your curiosity. Mm-hmm. I said imbibing. I don't think that's the word I was looking for. Imbuing. Imbuing is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I oh. know imbibing is a word, but I cannot think off the top it of my is, head. It is when you Im- like when you drink or you take in things oh. to imbibe. Yeah, I, I used that one wrong. It's okay. That's what editing's for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I dare you to leave that in. <laughs> oh, dear God. But yes, you are imbuing your pieces with yes. more curiosity mm-hmm. and more, you know, things mm-hmm. that people are more drawn to rather than mm-hmm. the murdery vibes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's kind of what, like, 
brings me kind of like back to myself after like spending all that energy at work dealing with all these people i think it's just kind of like letting myself be quiet and like just do whatever i'm drawn to mm. and like <laughs> it's so funny because nick did not believe for the longest time that i'm an introvert but I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very social introvert, but yeah. I'm definitely introverted. So, like, I'll get home and I'll just seem to, like, curl up on the couch with a glass of wine and, like, a fuzzy blanket and just, like, knit or make crystal pieces or whatever and just watch TV and just hang out. Yeah. You know? And just, like, let myself kind of be quiet and in that moment because... Yeah. I know at work it's really hard for me to be in the moment because I'm just like, no, let this moment be over so I can go home. <laughs> and drink your wine and watch your true crime yeah, documentaries. <laughs> we have your fuzzy blanket. Yes. Yes. Which is this that's how you that's how you recharge yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's how and but people need to understand that it's not always about like I sit in my Zen corner with my <laughs> yeah. singing bowls and my you know my my throat chakra tea and my, <laughs> like I sometimes incense. wish I was that kind of person but I, I could never <laughs> and if you are that's fantastic I'm so yeah, glad that you do like, that I respect that so much but that is not the kind of person I am yes. like I'm just hella just like you know like I said ADHD is fuck like I'm just <laughs> like let me just follow the dopamine you know whatever I've tried meditating I cannot do it to save my life well, and here's, here's the thing about that, though, mm-hmm. is that a lot of people think there, there really is a stigma around meditation mm-hmm. and that meditation looks like you sitting down mm-hmm. and, and you being quiet and, mm-hmm. you know, you're closing your eyes and you have the incense and you have yeah. the whatever. Mm-hmm. But meditation isn't all about just that picture. Mm-hmm. It needs to change because every person meditates differently. So mm-hmm. for you, meditation looks like you being at home mm-hmm. with your blanket having mm-hmm. that time to recharge because that's what meditation does it is mm-hmm. feeding your soul it is sitting in your quiet yeah. even if that means you moving your body because okay. then you're making it a moving prayer as opposed to somewhere where you're sitting down and being in quiet for yeah. some people that works beautifully mm-hmm. But for somebody like you, <laughs> you kind of need to be able to mm-hmm. use your body in a way that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. And f- and for you, that could be, you know, going and making something mm-hmm. or going and speaking to somebody or mm-hmm. sitting down on your couch with your blanket and your glass of wine and watching a true crime documentary. <laughs> yeah. You know, just it's allowing like, yourself that mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Because it's basically like, I'm a very introspective person, so I feel like I don't necessarily need to just sit and be quiet and be, like, present with myself, Mm -hmm. because my brain is always going through that and being very, like, analytical about, like, okay, why did I react that way to this thing? What do I feel about this spiritual practice? Kind of like, my my brain is always going. Right. And so I feel like I don't need that moment that's specifically put aside for that. Like, because yeah. I feel like that's a lot with, like, because Nick does some, like, actual, like, typical kind of meditation. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great for him, and it works for him. And so I'm always like, yeah, do it. Go for it. Yeah. But, but for like, you, it's yeah. different. My way of meditating is kind of, because this is one of the things I actually talked about with him one time, because I was like, the thing about ADHD is, like, say we have, like, three spell slots for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's like most people are like okay I can use up to three slots at once of whatever action that I'm doing but for me I have to have each slot filled Mm. to be able to do anything Mm. and so I'm like I need all this different stimulus so like sitting there being present with myself like it just ends with me just getting totally distracted and being like oh what was I even supposed to be thinking about I was thinking about a, a, a story I was I was writing. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm, like, totally in a completely different world. Yes. But when I'm sitting there, even if I'm, like, listening to music or listening to true crime podcasts and knitting and my brain will just kind of be off, like, analyzing, like, huh, that was a weird reaction I had. I wonder why that was. Kind of tracing it back. Be like, oh, it was reacting to this. That's a trauma I need to work on. Kind of, like, that psychological side of me. And it's not, like, the quiet, typical meditation that most people do, but that's my way of getting into that headspace and kind of, like, um, being with myself. Right. So for you, the more stimulus, 
the more you find yourself in meditation. Mm-hmm. That to is a degree. Yes, right. <laughs> but you know, you it's have so to funny. have those slots filled, uh-huh. right? So mm-hmm. in order for you to, you have to be able to be mm-hmm. using your hands. You need to have your auditory stimulation as well. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes something to drink with some, wine. Right. So it's like taste like... I'm like, let me use as many senses as I can because that kind of like keeps my brain from popping all over the place. Right. So it's like sometimes I'll light incense and I'll be drinking my wine and knitting and listening to a podcast. And I'm like, you know, using as many senses as I can to kind of like, it's so weird because I have to like disperse my attention to actually focus on something. No, that makes sense. But it's one of those weird ADHD things that's so, like, fascinating about my brain is that I'm like, okay, well, I have to engage all these different senses so that my brain is like, okay, we're doing that thing and kind of ignores that part and then can just, like, just focus on what I'm trying to think of. Yes. That makes any sense. (laughs) No, and I guarantee you there's people that are listening to this and that Mm -hmm. are going, that's where I get that shit from. <laughs> I'm not yeah. the only one out there that that's the only way that I can actually get my mind to mm-hmm. organize, like have some organization yep. of thought, you know? And, and like, if you guys feel like that, please get tested for ADHD because yeah. it's a thing. <laughs> Knowing that it, that is why my brain works this way has helped me so much in figuring out how to work with it. Yeah, how to cope. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm like, that's what, like one of the things that I'm always working on is like, okay, my brain doesn't let me do this thing, so what can I do that will get this task done instead? Like, okay, I can't just sit down and clean these things right now, but I can go do the dishes, and then that'll pull me into this weird cleaning mood, and then I'll start getting everything done. Right. But it's not necessarily what's the logical next step, but it's where my brain wants to be. And yeah. then just kind of following that that thread. Yeah. And sometimes it feels good to be able to follow it mm-hmm. and find some sort of like nugget at the end where mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, that had a thing to it. I'm yeah. so glad that I paid attention mm-hmm. and was able to follow through. Yeah. That's really awesome. Seeing shit like this swim psychology major. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's important because mm-hmm. a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of people that don't understand, you know, mental I don't want to call it mental illness because it's not necessarily a mental mm-hmm. illness it's just a different it's it's not neurotypicality yeah it's it's atypicality mm-hmm. which is something that people don't under, they need to have an mm-hmm. understanding of neurodiversity yes and ADHD ADD autism and all of those different atypical mm-hmm. neuro like it's it is it needs to be understood because there's a lot of people that probably are walking around that are OCD or ADD or ADHD or autistic Mm -hmm. and then maybe they're more higher functioning Mm -hmm. and they're like why the fuck can I just not do this that's exactly how I was because I didn't get diagnosed until I was like 21 22 Mm. this was like at the beginning of last year so I yeah so I went yeah, 22 years being like, well, I kind of suspected it before then, but it was like at least like 18 years where I was like, why am I like this? Why can't I do things? Why can't I do these normal things mm-hmm. and beating myself up for it? Yeah. And then finally, like being able to realize, oh, that's just not how my brain is wired. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I can't do these things. I just have to find find what I call the loopholes. <laughs> right. I'm like, right. okay, so like it's like, like when I was, you know, taking classes and I was like, I don't want to sit here and watch this, you know, hour and a half lecture. That's so stupid. Like I can't focus on that. And so I would play the lectures at one and a half speed and I would knit while I do it. Wow. And somehow that helps. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So it wasn't so daunting. Like, cause I was like, okay, it'll be, you know, it'll be way less than an hour and a half. And then I engage as many other senses as I can. And so that's what got me to actually, like, be able to focus on those lectures. Wow. Finding the loopholes, man. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's really impressive that you were able to not only embrace this this part of you that Mm -hmm. a lot of people, like, push hard against. Mm -hmm. When they they notice something that makes them different Mm -hmm. or whatever, it 
it's a challenge for them to work with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is also a very a, a very poignant thing in spirituality as well mm-hmm. because we have to face our shadow, which is a part of us. Mm-hmm. And that can look like anything. And for a lot of people, that is their neuroatypicality. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like yeah. the, the ADHD mm-hmm. or the autism, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, that's that speaks very that you know resonates with me because my my daughter is, has autism mm-hmm. but she is she is on the much lower functioning yeah. spectrum and so it's 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 much more challenging mm-hmm. for her but being around other people that have that atypicality it opens up so many more doors for people mm-hmm. to understand who they are and not mm-hmm. to fight who they are anymore mm-hmm. but to open and embrace those parts mm-hmm. and and acknowledge them finally yes and so that way it's not constantly a struggle Mm -hmm. so that when they're in their spiritual work and they notice that they're requiring something Mm -hmm. that maybe this part of them that they've been struggling with is is trying to come to the surface and be like Mm -hmm. i need this sensory input yeah i need you to listen to this or i need you to drink Mm -hmm. this or i need you to use your hands Mm -hmm. so that you can get this full experience instead Mm -hmm. of fighting against it because they're like quit being so lame just just (laughs) just do it already yeah you know it's Mm -hmm. like okay i hear you and i understand Mm -hmm. and i'm going to give you what you need in order for this to work yeah and i think that's kind of one of the things that actually drew me into like making crafts with crystals is because I'm like yeah I, like I said like I'm not somebody who's just gonna sit there and meditate with this like you know if I have like my lapis and I'm like holding it I'm like I can't just sit there and meditate on it and focus on the energies it gives me but when I'm working with that stone like I kind of let the stones like shape and like its meaning kind of guide me towards like what style I end up doing with it mm. and that's kind of my way of connecting with the energies from it yes and that's so. why all the pieces that you create are so unique mm-hmm. because when I was looking at all of them I was like they're not like all the same they all mm-hmm. have their own like character and personality mm-hmm. with each one and it's almost like each one is made with a little story yeah and so that is really coming through mm-hmm. in the pieces that you make and mm-hmm. how interesting <laughs> how interesting that that's how it is perceived yeah even, even in just the you know the one person that's just kind of checking out the jewelry you yeah. know <laughs> i see the story yeah in each one and that mm-hmm. is so interesting mm-hmm. and beautiful that's one of the interesting things about this whole spiritual journey that i've had i think is because like I know I'm not on a typical path, mm-hmm. which makes sense that my with my neuro, you know, neuro neurodivergent brain and everything, uh-huh. like it makes sense that I wouldn't have a typical path. Yeah. But it's kind of like there is there was that part of me that was like so intimidated to get into it because I felt like I had to do it a very specific way, like I had to have like all these rituals and I had to like, you know, typically meditate mm-hmm. and like all this stuff. Like I felt like I had to, and finally just kind of letting that go and being like okay, what am I drawn to? What speaks to me? And kind of making my own spirituality out of that Mm. was a really interesting process. And like, I'm still working on it. I'm still doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's only been the past couple of years that I really started getting into this and like trying to figure it out and everything. But like letting go of those expectations of it and just listening to your inner self and to god or the universe or whatever's out there and just letting it guide me to where i need to be yeah and that is spirituality exactly and that's where (laughs) that's where we're trying to get to right that's where we're trying Mm -hmm. to achieve and even if it's not like you could be at the very beginning like you Mm -hmm. or kind of in some sort of middle somewhere like me Mm -hmm. or at the end like you know was that one guy who has the book that started as a monk jay shetty oh my gosh <laughs> oh i love jay shetty and my his absolutely loves, gorgeous he's wife as a podcast right oh yeah he's yeah. he's got like a huge instagram presence mm-hmm. he's got a podcast my boyfriend listens to his podcast that's how i know that name he's <laughs> so like, oh, inspiring yeah. but you see people like that and you know it's funny because he was a, he was a fucking monk Uh you know and you think like that's that is like in my perspective like that is some deep spiritual journeying yeah like having that devotion Uh to to that faith Mm -hmm. and you know it takes a lot of like faith in yourself to realize okay this is where i'm supposed to be right now yeah this isn't the path yeah 
So I think that's so fascinating about him for me is that he, like, looked at this, like, you know, because I was raised super Catholic and, like, really far into that, and I kind of, like, was like, oh, I could be continue to be this super, super dedicated to one path, or I can find my path. Yes. Because it's like that that's a beautiful path and I respect people who follow it like that's amazing my godfather's a priest like whoa yeah and like I'm like (laughs) that's amazing that he can be so committed to it but I realize that that isn't necessarily my path so I need to find my path Mm -hmm. and you know mixing in like crystals and like new age like spirituality has seems like so far at least has been my path right now very fitting it feels it feels good you Mm -hmm. know and that's ultimately where people kind of need to identify Mm -hmm. is where is where are they feeling led to go Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of times it's like okay well there's some hurdles that they have to jump over Mm -hmm. or there are some obstacles that they need to overcome Mm -hmm. in order to get to that place but it's that that knowing Mm-hmm. that they need to pay attention to yeah I've always been a, a very like intuitive person like I definitely God definitely gave me a little bit of a sixth sense which well everybody does yeah you know, <laughs> girl I haven't worked yes. on developing it quite as much as I would like to but I do know it's there so like I'm very 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 strongly intuitive and yeah. so like and I kind of put that aside because I was you know told so long I was like this is the path you're supposed to be on and I was like okay and then I kind of realized, I'm like, okay, but maybe it's not. Like, maybe that's your path, and that's not necessarily what everyone else is called to do. Right. And so, like, yeah, I still consider myself Catholic. Like, I still believe in God and Jesus and all that stuff. But I'm also open to different ways for God to speak to me. Right. And, you know, that is, it's, <laughs> I feel like that's a really strong pattern that a lot of people that's that's what they that's what they lean into a lot mm-hmm. of the patterns and that looks like mm-hmm. with religion and even mm-hmm. with like dieting like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yeah. whenever I think of that of like you know this is the thing that works uh-huh. and so everybody follows because they want it to work for them too and yeah. so it's like that fad diet you know yeah. like keto and then yeah. at one point it was like you know no what was another one of those ones that like no fat ever and then yeah. it was all the fat yeah and then it's no carbs and uh-huh. it's just and it's like lot. people just pick what they think that their path is supposed to be and without listening to their body and seeing what's actually helping them exactly because i grew up like my mom is you know a cereal dieter mm-hmm. like so i grew up you know definitely like around all that stuff and then like so i kind of like dieted on and off and then I realized I was like, oh, I don't need a diet. What I need to do is just have more protein. Mm-hmm. And then that, like, just having more protein helped me lose weight, helped me feel better physically. And, like, like even if I don't lose weight, it's like as long as I feel like my body's working, yeah, then we're good. Do you I, feel comfortable in your body? Exactly. Yes. And it's like I have a lot of chronic pain and stuff. I have fibromyalgia mm. and, oh like, all this stuff. Yeah, fun times. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like for me it's like health doesn't have to be, you know, super super skinny. It just has to be where does how does my body work best? Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like you need? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of the time that's more protein cuz yeah. I will sit there and eat pasta and bread till, you know, <laughs> right? Till I get to I'm about to go to bed and realize I haven't had any protein at all today, but <laughs> Yeah. And you probably feel a little garbagey, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. So it's like being more like aware of what I'm doing and how I'm feeling and being more in tune with myself. Yeah. That alone helps me eat better and feel better and all this stuff. So it's right. very interesting and I feel like you know, we just society as a whole we're built like it's all built in a certain way and so people are told to just ignore their gut and just go with what they're supposed to be doing right and so we are all trained so early on to just shut off that side of ourselves Mm -hmm. and to not listen to it and so it takes a lot to kind of build that trust back up in yourself yeah yeah and like I definitely know because I have you know ADHD I also have depression and anxiety and like all this stuff so like I know my brain's kind of screwy, <laughs> and so it took a lot for me to kind of, like, even get this far in, like, trusting myself, because mm-hmm. I was like, I know my brain's a little weird. I don't know if it's being weird or if I'm actually feeling something, <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it was definitely, like, a learning process to kind of, like, be able to, like, 
feel it and being like, oh no, that's just anxiety or oh, that is a real gut feeling that's telling me something. Right. A lot of times it doesn't let you forget it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah. Won't let you. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to really lean into that mm-hmm. that that instinct, that knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because mm-hmm. every body and every brain and every soul mm-hmm. is different, and you're kind of quick equipped with different yeah different knowledge mm-hmm. and different requirements. Mm-hmm. So everybody's needs and necessities are going to mm-hmm. be different. So it's important that you're here talking about this. Yeah. You know, because people don't understand that we're not cookie cutters. Yeah. Like, we're not made of the same <laughs> I thing. I am definitely not the kind of person you'd imagine to be a super, like, spiritual into crystals and everything. Because I'm not, like, super, like, zen, quiet, soft-spoken. Like, I'm super loud and obnoxious. And <laughs> I have very strong opinions. Yeah. And, like... You know, I'm just a loud person and like I'm not somebody that you would expect to be into this kind of stuff because there's like this idea in mind, but it's like you don't have to be that stereotypical, like Zen quiet person to explore that side of yourself. Yeah. I mean look at some of the people in history that are that changed everything with mm-hmm. their spirituality. Mm-hmm. I mean Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. That dude was not quiet. <laughs> and thank God oh, for yes, that, yeah. right? You know, and then Uh all the myriad of different women that changed Mm -hmm. history that weren't quiet, you know. Yeah. Uh, That one movie, what is the movie? Oh, no, I'm going to have to edit this out because I can't remember the name (laughs) of the movie. movie. What is it about? It's about uh, three black women. Hidden figures. Hidden figures. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I got you. Hidden figures, all of those women, if Mm -hmm. it weren't for them and them not mm-hmm. being quiet, then we wouldn't have mm-hmm. made the scientific progress that we made. And they weren't your stereotypical scientists that you'd think would be behind that stuff. Right. And But they that was their path. That and was, they followed it and they yes. trusted themselves. And they trusted themselves. Yes. And that is where we need to live mm-hmm. and figure out how to do that again and to not sit in the this is what I have been told this is right, even though it feels completely wrong. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> that got real deep. It's good. <laughs> we got into psychology, spirituality, <laughs> all types of stuff. It's good, though. Yeah. Because, that's, you know, people need to understand mm-hmm. that being different isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is probably what makes us more beautiful. Yeah. And more interesting for damn sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, even though you have differences, you also have these incredible connections mm-hmm. with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's funny because we all look and and require and feel differently than mm-hmm. everybody else, but we have this incredible connection with mm-hmm. one another. Even though there are, you know, vast differences mm-hmm. in the way that we behave and the way that we feel and mm-hmm. the way that we are there's still this soul connection that we mm-hmm. have with one another that connects us to one another, but then also to higher consciousness mm-hmm. and God and all the things yeah. that reside above us mm-hmm. that are trying to guide us in some reasonable way, <laughs> <laughs> functional way yeah. of some kind. Oh, well, um, it is seven o'clock. We got to, oh, wow. I can't <laughs> believe that that went by so fast. Yeah, okay. seriously. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me be here. Yes. <laughs> tell tell everybody how we can find your jewelry, how they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Saint Nobody Crafts, or you can also go to my website. It is SaintNobodyCrafts.square.site. Shout out to Square for giving me a free website. Ooh, okay, Square. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just signed up for it because I was like, that'll be cool if I want to do online orders. And they're like, yeah, and you can have this website. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll eventually pay for a, a you know fancier domain name, but until then, saintnobody.square.site or Saint Nobody on Instagram. Yeah. Message me, it. comment on my things. Slide into your DMs. Slide into DMs. Yes. <laughs> and go get the awesome, beautiful jewelry that you have. Thank you. And it's amazing. <laughs> All right, you guys, that pretty much covers the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening and be sure to check out Saint Nobody Crafts. Mm -hmm. with Junie and I love you guys and make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss anything ever because (laughs) that was go follow her on Instagram too yeah if you (laughs) haven't done that where have you been (laughs) come on
come on now, folks. Listen to the rest of our episodes if you haven't. They're cool. I listen to them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, you know, I like them, but, you know, I also made them, so I'm happy to yeah, buy Well, I should hope so you, you like go. your own work, but, you know. All right, you guys. I love you all, and until we meet again, love and light to you all. Then we will try this one. <laughs> what are all the different settings you're doing? Honestly, it's just how it sounds, how the microphone makes our voices sound. Yeah. So I have to kind of like pay attention to like the clarity of it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it's just like one person will have like, like look at the difference. <laughs> it's like, what is even happening there? Why is it different? I don't know. But that's why I turned the dial. Oh my goodness. That's so weird. <laughs> You do the dil- due diligence and go through each one mm-hmm. to see what they look like and uh, really go hard from. Not to sneeze on well, <laughs> yeah, especially with all the smoke and everything. It's <laughs> real great. Yeah. Now my allergies were kicking my ass, and then this fire started, and I was like, "Oh no!" Great. So <laughs> struggle bus all the live long day. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, honestly, that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather see the spikes <clears throat> because it's the little ones that give me. Oh, okay. Yeah, because then it's too quiet, and then I gotta amplify it, and that takes time. And if I don't have to do things, uh-huh. the less editing I have to do, <laughs> yeah, the better. So I hence the sound checks beforehand. So fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'm like I need to know these things. I'm supposed to start a true crime podcast with one of my friends. Ooh. So we'll dude, see what <laughs> that's why I have those microphones randomly. They were on sale one day, so I was like, well, Maddie, now we're stuck doing this because I just bought these fucking microphones. Yeah. So <laughs> true crime podcast hell yeah here we come hell yeah (laughs) okay let me make sure this is all turned up it's all turned okay i'm gonna put this a little bit closer to you so that way we can hear all the things okay